Welcome to another edition of Practical Reliability, brought to you by Reliability X. Reliability X, the DNA of success in operations and asset management. I'm George Williams, and with me is Joe Anderson. What is up? So, Joe, today we are going to talk about classifications and classification attributes. What are those? I was hoping you would know. Oh, man. <laughs> so I, we could be in trouble here. Uh, so, <laughs> so classifications are a series of attributes associated to uh, a variety of records inside a CMMS. So, for example, the classification of a motor is going to have attributes of horsepower, frame size, power factor, all kinds of things like that, right? So, yeah. so the classification system inside a CMMS system uh, depending on the CMMS you're in, uh, can be associated to spare parts, can be associated to, to equipment or assets, can be associated to locations, essentially can be associated to any, any record, right? Right. So it's just a series of attributes. And I think the reason why it's important for us to talk about it is A, it can help the planning function, but B, it's incredibly critical to make this clean. You, you don't want five different classifications that say motor inside your system right. with a bunch of different attributes. Yep. You it want to have an ability to standardize and streamline. Right. And, mm -hmm. and you know what? And I've seen a thousand times in the past where, you know, something says AC motor, something says motor, something, something says induction motor. Something. Right. You know, there's, there's 15 different ways to say it's got a, a horsepower, a frame size and a power factor and, and, and it's three phase, right? But so, you know, there's a lot of different, ways that people do that and they really clutter their system and limit their capabilities so a why use classifications well it, it gives you um, an ability to organize for one um, two to understand all the things uh, that you need well especially for spare parts right what is the horsepower frame size those types of things it gives you those that ability um to identify what is needed when you're looking at your spare parts, your bombs, and those types of things. And that work, if you fill it out properly, um, it makes it a lot easier on you. So from a, a classification perspective, I think one of the biggest advantages is trying to find something that is suitable if... So let's say you built the BOM, and it says, I, you know, I got a U.S. motor model, blah, blah, blah. Well, that doesn't mean it's the only motor that can fit in that scenario. Right. And so if you just happen to not have that in stock in the motor files, but you have not filled out the classification attributes, you could have another motor sitting on the shelf that has the yeah, exact same Toshiba, frame size. Same yeah. horsepower, same frame. Right. So, you know, if it's got the same RPM, the same frame size, and, you know, all those things match, you have a viable spare. Yep. And if you haven't filled out the classifications on the, the spare parts and you haven't filled out the classifications on the equipment, how would you know? Right. And so the, the advantage there and, you know, a true story for, for us, at least for me in the past, it took me a, a, a number of years to get the approval to classify our inventory. If you think about how much inventory you have and, and the overwhelming amount of work it would be to classify all those things down to their attributes we had a failure once in in Puerto Rico and a spare part happened to be sitting in New Brunswick. Meanwhile, we waited four days for it to come in. We could have overnighted it from New Brunswick. Mm -hmm. And and so the, the, the loss there of four days production was a massive amount of money and justified us going down the path of classification attributes. 
hopefully folks can do that in a more proactive manner and not have to wait for the oh crap. Uh, however, always take advantage of an oh crap. So if you have scenarios where you know you could have had a spare part, then then certainly use that to justify this. Especially when you have multiple locations. The problem that I've seen is is some companies um, will only allow one person to have a global viewer to be able to see what's in everything, and it just kills me because I'm. What if my the guy that I assigned it to is out that day? Yeah, and that's just a bad practice. Yeah, there are yeah. certain things you want to be able to see globally yeah. regardless of your role in the organization. And, and those things are spare parts, job plans, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the things that you should be able to share across sites, yep. you certainly want to make visible. So that's a, a very good point, Joe, very good point. So the, the classification attributes, look, I think the other critical thing or at least the approach I like to take and when, when folks subscribe to, to our training sessions, they'll get a good understanding of this, is that the classifications really have a hierarchy and that, that the classifications should match your equipment classes or your inventory types. Mm-hmm. And so you should not have duplication if you build those things that way. And then your fire codes should should also come from those equipment classes. Mm-hmm. So your fire codes come directly from equipment class. You have one list of equipment class, and the classification attributes come from that equipment class as well. And that kind of helps keep things clean and organized and under control. Yep. So the the, the you know one other thing I want to talk about is uh, location classifications. So classifications aren't necessarily, so there's, you know, we talked about equipment classifications or inventory classifications, saying frame size, horsepower, all those things. But you can have classifications for um, a lot of different records inside many CMMS systems to include job plans, to include uh, locations. Uh, I think on a location side, it's good because you can get paint colors and just basic facility type stuff. Um, so that you, the planner doesn't necessarily have to leave their desk to go find out what the paint color in a room was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, typically most floors in a building have a similar paint scheme. And then you'll have some unique rooms like conference rooms and bathrooms that may be a little different. Um, so keep those location classifications at the floor level. And then, of course, if you have job plans or, or equipment record classifications, they can go, some systems allow you to assign multiple classifications to a CMMS system. And if you can assign multiple classifications to a CMMS system, it can solution not having fields for the data you want. So, for example, let's say you have an equipment record, you've assigned it the class of pump, and you've got all the different attributes associated to a pump. If you're allowed to assign more than one classification, you could assign a classification for regulatory requirements and have something that says PSM, yes or no, um, GXP, yes or no, right? A safety issue, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever your regulatory bodies that govern your organization, you could have a classification list associated to that, which saves the time of developing the software and adding fields to the screens. Yep. So you can use the classification attribute system to help create unique fields that didn't exist out of the box. Right now. All right, Joe, what else you got for classifications? I think that's pretty much it for me. Pretty simple conversation, yeah. not too complex. I think that the the big piece here is don't underestimate the value of populating them. Yep. I know it's a pain in the behind. I know it's a lot of work to get them populated, um, but the advantages are great, right? I mean, the planner gets to stay at their desk uh, as much as possible. Uh, instead of having to do a bunch of research, they wouldn't have to do 
uh, because they've done that work in the past. So well, time is golden, and you're giving it back to them. Yeah, 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 right. without a doubt. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. All right, awesome. So for more information on this and many other topics or to contact us directly, you can go to www.reliabilityx.com or email us at ask at reliabilityx.com. Uh, this has been another episode of Practical Reliability brought to you by Reliability X, the DNA of success in operations and asset management. For Joe Anderson, I'm George Williams. Go make tomorrow better than today.